and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And Scott took up the responsibility of uploading us on all platforms, so wherever you get your podcast, you will find Mark My Words. Feel free to follow us on any platform of your choosing. The viewership is greatly appreciated. And last week, it was a great week of football, especially for Scott, who had some major successes last week. Yeah, it's a really good football weekend for me. I went 15-1 on my pick I won both my fantasy games, and I went 4-0 with parlays I made. Just a real good weekend for me. Yes, rolling in the dough here, and one step closer to the fantasy playoffs. Sure, we are all excited for that, uh, except for me, who is in the consolation ladder, so... Yes, we both had a fairly good week in Pick'em, both having winning records, but um, you definitely came through, especially with that Jaguars pick. Telling you. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, Jaguars are uh, they're throwing a nail in my coffin here in Pick'em. But we first get into the Saturday game. Saturday night, the Dolphins played the Bills, and it was a cold game in Buffalo. Didn't see too much snow until the end of it there. But the Bills were able to take home the victory, 32 to 29. What did you like from the Bills in this game? I like that you saw a lot from receivers not named Stephon Diggs. Yes. And and despite the fact that in how cold it was and the weather and all that, it was a great game. It was a really fun game. You love to see games that are close with your division rivals. Always a lot of fun. But really a good game all around for Buffalo's offense. And I thought their defense made the stops when they needed to. They made their adjustments after getting gashed in the first half of the, by the Miami's run game. Miami did get their couple of plays. I mean, you always know that Hill and Waller right there, and they each broke off a real long touchdown. But other than that, I liked what I saw from both those defense as well as their offense being what I think it could be. Yes, and uh, I was just watching a fantasy show on NFL Network, and they were saying to start David Montgomery because – the Bills' run defense is bad. And I'm like, and they brought up the fact that Miami ran against them last week. I was like, well, Miami's offense is great. It's phenomenal. You have to kind of pick your poison, I guess. And the Bills chose the right thing. They defended the pass heavily. So I think that, you know, they were able to limit as well as a team can limit Waddle and Hill. And they played the right game. They knew it was going to be a close game. They weren't fooling themselves. And they did the the perfect strategy to beat the Dolphins. And to your point, uh, I really like the ball distribution by Allen, who threw to nine different receivers in that game. He really got to have a pretty good look at all the guys they have on their team and what they can do. So Bill's looking like they're in the driver's seat for that division. They're just going to win one more game, and it's clinched. And if they win the rest of their games, they take the number one seed. So it all comes full circle eventually. And it looks like the Bills are back in the driver's seat for the AFC. So a lot to like over these last couple weeks from Buffalo, who are finding ways to win in different ways, which is a thing that I really look for in playoff teams. A lot of uh, how you kind of distinguish frauds from real contenders is, can you win in different ways? Are you only a one-way winning team? Like, Can you only win in a low-scoring defensive battle like the Giants? Can you only win in a high-scoring shootout like the Dolphins? Or can you win in, in every way, in a multitude of ways, like the Buffalo Bills? And I think the Bills, over the last week, have proven that they definitely are a contender. Not that anyone was really questioning that, but, you know, you, you always have those doubters. <laughs> Nick Wright. But hopefully the Bills have done their best to silence those. 
Sounds like a you problem for listening to Nick Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, Nick Wright is entertaining, okay. He can be entertaining, but, I mean, I don't take him seriously. Yeah, I mean, he's very uh, Chiefs-biased. But he does offer some unique points. But he never gives the Bills enough credit. <laughs> and he had the a team that in the eliminated his eliminated tier that may not be eliminated quite yet, and that is my Green Bay Packers, who uh, won a couple games in a row now after beating the Rams on Monday night, and all hope is not lost for this squad. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay getting back to some of what they do best, uh, rushing attack, looking well in that one. Getting 138 in the ground. A couple touchdowns for A.J. Dillon there. Yes. And, I mean, you're getting some receivers back. You're getting Dobbs back. And Watson has just been an absolute fire there for Green Bay as of late. Yes. And I really liked what I saw from finally use, utilizing A.J. Dillon like we thought he was going to be, although he did get hurt, so didn't have the maybe huge stats, but they were effective on the run game with Jones and Dillon. And the passing game was very good. This was probably the cleanest game I've seen from Green Bay this year. Um, you still had some miscommunications there with Rodgers and the signal to Watson at the end. And then the interception where it was just Lazard and Rodgers were on the same page. But I think it's very encouraging that all three phases of the game are stepping up at the right time. Yeah, and certainly encouraging to see all the Green Bay's receivers getting involved in this one. Dobbs, Watson, Cobb, and even one catch for each for Mercedes Lewis, Alan Zard, and Robert Tanyan. Yes. And I think Rodgers finally starting to trust these receivers. I think it took a little bit longer with Watson, obviously caught fire, and I don't really think there's too much of an issue there anymore. So I think now the offense is not what I'm worried about. It's really the defense. And the Rams, they're not really a good example. They're obviously terrible. So I'm, I'm a bit worried in the defense. They're definitely going to have a test against the Dolphins this week. For sure, they are. And now I think we're going to go into part two of our newly introduced segment that we had last week, Are You On Board, where we determine if we are on the bandwagon for some controversial teams. All right, and let's get right underway here. Are you on board? The Dolphins are reeling, having lost their last three games in a row, and the division is now out of reach. They do, however, boast an extremely explosive offense with Hill and Waddle, still ranking 5th in yards per game and 7th in points for. So the question is, are you on board? I personally am not on board with the Dolphins. I think they're a very exciting team, very fun to watch, good for TV. But at the end of the day, I don't think they have that clutch quarterback to a kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. Not a big fan of their defense. And I think they're probably going to go, they'll probably go 2-1 or 3-0 to finish the year, so a strong finish. But I think when it comes to playoff time, they're a good candidate to be upset in the first round. I'll go a little off that. I did have a mark my words a little while back saying I thought the Dolphins would win a playoff game when they were riding pretty high and getting a lot of love by national media. So I'm not going to jump off their bandwagon. I will be on board of them. I mean, I just respect those offensive weapons just so much and Hill and Waddle that they can really destroy a game for you and that Tua can do just enough to get the job done and make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm on board the Dolphins bank. Yes, definitely have scary weapons. Are you on board? The Vikings are coming off the biggest comeback of all time this week. 
And despite an 11-3 record, they've had a crazy path to get there, winning 10 of 11 by one score, and having one of the worst point differentials of all time of a team with that record. Yeah. So the question is, are you on board? And I am certainly not on board with the Vikings. And yes, they only have a plus two point differential uh, in the NFL this year. And so the biggest comeback of all time comes at the dismay of many. Um, Bills fans included because that historic game by Reich. Well, that should still stand because that one that was against a great team in the playoffs. And two, this was against a terrible team in the regular season. So the the comeback is going to cloud a lot of people's judgment of this game. But let's take the first half. The Vikings were awful. They were down 33 to nothing. The Colts allowed 22 points, unanswered points in the second half. But the Vikings allowed 33 in the first half. So the Vikings had a bad game against a bad team. They just were able to ride the momentum in the second half. Kudos to them for turning it around. But not that impressive of a win against a really a terrible team with a first month head coach. So the Vikings, I think that game just told me they're the same old Vikings and they are going to be upset in the playoffs by probably the Cowboys or the 49ers, who to me are a much better team than Minnesota. So I'm definitely not on board. A bit of a passionate take there. I think I agree with everything you said there. And throughout this year, I've definitely questioned this team. Like You've seen the wins that they have, a lot of close wins, like we said, and you have to be able to walk a line and say, well, they did win, but then again, teams that are winning, all these one-score games are the biggest candidates for aggression, or teams that maybe aren't as good as their record indicate, and I certainly think that could be the case here. I mean, going into the season, I thought Minnesota was more around an eight-win team, and I don't know that my thoughts about them have changed much since then. I think they're a team that, I think I've said in this podcast before, they're going to win like a 13-9 game against the Giants in the wild card round and then get bounced in the divisional or something of that sort. I don't believe they're that good a team. Therefore, I am not on their bandwagon. I'm not on board. Yeah, we definitely see eye to eye on that one. Yeah, they really haven't done anything this year that would lead me to change my opinion of my preseason thoughts on them. And we'll get into our next one here. Are you on board? The Chargers have pieced together a couple of big wins when it needed it most to stay in the wild card and keep alive a season that has been disappointing for a team with that much talent. So the question is, are you on board? So the Chargers, one of the most injured teams in the league, unfortunate to see, but they have been plagued by injuries the last few years. Yes, they have looked pretty good these last few weeks, and I picked the Chargers at the beginning of the year to be the best team in the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. And I had, you know, Herb, I had the whole deal, Herbert, MVP, Brandon Staley coach of the year, all that. And they have very just disappointed me through this whole year. However, I am still not going to be on board. I think they're very similar to the Dolphins, in fact almost identical. Very good weapons, just don't have that clutch moment in them, I think, that will probably lead them to losing in the first round. For me, the Chargers are a team that Again, I was also very high on coming into this year and have probably wavered on a little bit throughout the season, but again and again, I come back to the fact that I believe Herbert is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and they boast a very high-flying offense with Cannon Allen, Mike Williams, and Palmer, as, as well as Eckler. Some very good weapons there. And they do sit 14th in points per game, which is not what you want to see from a team that talented. 
but I do believe in the Chargers, and they've won a couple of big games to stay in it, and they're a team that I really hope makes the playoffs because they're a team I love to watch. I believe they're fun, and I believe have the power to make some noise in the playoffs if they do get in there. Therefore, I am on board the Chargers bandwagon. And we have one more for you today. Are you on board? The Baltimore Ravens have had a very interesting season all their own. Now, with Lamar Jackson going out and being unknown when he may be back. They've lost a close one last week to Cleveland and now lost their divisional lead to Cincinnati. Could we see a season similar to last where they fall out of the playoffs right at the end? The question is, are you on board? And I am going to say I am not on board with the Ravens. I think that they might make it because their schedule is easy. They face two teams with a losing record in the Falcons and Steelers before ending with the Bengals. However, they could definitely slip out. I could see them losing all three of those games, especially without Lamar, but even with Lamar, to be honest, because they weren't even that great with him. So I'm, I think the Ravens, they're well coached and everything. they got a great defense, but for whatever reason, that offense has looked just lifeless, and therefore I am not on board with the Baltimore Ravens. I will have to agree with you on this one. I mean, I believe I've thought throughout the offseason and coming into the season, Baltimore didn't do enough on their offense, and they really have not had a lot going on at receiver, and have made it a lot tougher on Lamar Jackson, basically having to win games by his just sheer willpower alone. And they've got some pieces on that defense, but hasn't been super consistent all year, and they've blown some very big leads. And I don't believe that Baltimore is even maybe as good as their record indicates. And I do agree that they could fall out of the AFC playoffs with some good teams coming up the back there. So therefore, I am not on board the Baltimore Ravens bandwagon. Yes, go back at their schedule. Look at the resume. It doesn't doesn't look that great the last few weeks. I mean, they beat the Saints. They beat the they beat the Panthers narrowly. They lost to the Jaguars. Beat the Broncos by one point. Beat the Steelers by two. Got lost. They lost by the Browns in only ten point loss, but it, that was kind of a blowout. And, uh, yeah, very concerning if you're a Ravens fan. But we now go on to uh, picks for Week 16 of the NFL. Both of us having, as we mentioned before, a good week. But Scott having a great week going 15-1. and one. He's now three games ahead of me in the total standings here. At 126-96 and me at 123-99. And this week, not going to get any easier with the picks. We start off with the Jaguars and the Jets. I have the Jaguars winning in this one. And I think they may actually win this pretty decisively with Zach Wilson in line to start yet again for the Jets. Yes, and yeah, Mike White definitely gives them a better shot to win, in my opinion. Really no question. And to be honest, I think Joe Flacco gives them a better chance to win. Zach Wilson just not having the personality traits that you would want to lead your team. And I do think that while the Jets are a good team, they definitely have been on the decline the last couple weeks, and the Jaguars have a lot of momentum. And I don't think the Jaguars are a great team, but I think they will ride the momentum in a victory over the Jets this week. I seem to disagree. That I believe Jacksonville is a good team, a team that's upcoming, and a team that could fight for a division right at the end or maybe a wild card spot. Yeah, they. I mean, every year there's a team that's in the playoffs that probably shouldn't be, and it might be the Jaguars this year if they make it, but I don't think they'll make it. I mean, looking at their stats there, right now they're number six 
in yards per game, and they're number 12 in points per game. And in watching the last few weeks, I've loved what Lawrence had. He's been so fun to watch, looking really good, and some decent stats for him going into this year. He mean he's number one in PFF grade since week nine. And overall this year, his stats, he's number nine in yards, number 13 in completion percentage, number 11 in average yards per attempt, and has the sixth lowest interception percentage. Yeah, I mean, look, they're a young team, but for me, I think they're just too inconsistent. They're just too, um, what is it? They get shell-shocked too e- easily, and uh, I don't know. I just, I think this is a, a, definitely a bridge year. It's definitely a lot of encouraging things to see, but I think they're it's still a year away from really being a legitimate kind of a fringe contender here. Kind of and, like the Lions were last year, I think. And, and I wouldn't blame you for having that because they have had a, a very yo-yo type of season yes. with some good wins and then some crazy losses. But I do like what they have down the stretch to make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of, they're coming off uh, three weeks of where they, they beat three uh, winning teams in the last four weeks. So definitely impressive stuff. But we'll see what, what ultimately ends up happening here. Uh, and then we have the Buffalo Bills against the Chicago Bears. And this is being played in Chicago. Should be a fun matchup. I do think the Bills will win as they are the far superior team in this game. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And looks like there may be a little bit of bad weather coming in for this one. Yeah, I'd bet the over on Justin Fields' rushing yards for the game. <laughs> I think he probably runs runs crazy on this one. He's trying to set a record. He's only 200 yards short of most rushing yards by a quarterback in a single season set, set by Lamar Jackson in his MVP year. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's got three more games to do it, so I think it'll happen. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yes, Buffalo continue to roll. They'll clinch the division this week. And then we have the New Orleans Saints against the Cleveland Browns, two teams that are both fighting for playoff spots here. And so it should be a very competitive game. Although Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great, I will take the Browns here. I will as well, but wavered a bit on this one. It's been a little bit harder for me to trust the Browns, since Watson came back, even though I like him as a player quite a lot, I believe that he may be able to do enough to get it done. As the Saints, like I've mentioned before, I don't trust them, and I don't like watching them with Dalton back there when they know they have a more explosive player in James Winston. Yeah. Feels a little bit kind of tanky on there. It's not great vibes. Dennis Allen not really liked, I hear, by the players. So, I, yeah, I'm not trusting the Saints yet. And now we have the Tennessee Titans hosting the Houston Texans. Titans looking a little shaky the last couple of weeks. T- Texans putting up some good fights. Who do you have taking this game? I have the Titans winning in this one. I do as well, yes. Feels like a trap game for them, though. Yeah, Houston having some kind of crazy games the last couple of weeks, really taking it down to the, net, the wire with Dallas and then taking Kansas City to overtime last week. Yeah. And even forcing them to punt, but finally losing on a fumble when they got the ball back. Yeah, kind of a team that everyone takes for granted, but they could definitely, you know, these are professional football players that definitely give you a fight. Yeah, and, uh, but that being said, I think Tennessee has enough to take them down this week. Yes, and I think Tennessee realizes their backs are against the wall, so they're going to stop playing around here. They definitely need everyone they can get. And now another team that definitely has their backs up against the wall, the Seattle Seahawks, really on the decline at 7-7. Seven and seven. They have a very tough challenge going into Arrowhead and facing the Chiefs this week. Who do you have winning this game? I have the Chiefs winning this one, but I, I wanted to pick the Seahawks, and I man, I just couldn't end up doing it. i got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, it 
the Chiefs looking a little bit shaky here. <laughs> it, it seems like all these great teams, they have a bit a couple weeks stretch where they look a little shaky. Not really concerned about the Chiefs. Um, I think they should take this win. and They should be back rolling like we've seen uh, early in the year from them. Yeah, but definitely is a bit concerning uh, having games so close with Houston and Denver. Yeah, but I think it's kind of like similar to like the Bengals and the Bills earlier. Like maybe they didn't play their best game, but when you're not when you're not playing your best game and you're still able to win, you know that's definitely a, a good sign. That even when you're not on top of your game, you're still able to pull out some some close games there. That is true. And then you have the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings, both teams coming off wins. And who do you have taking who do you have taking the win here? It's a bit of an intriguing matchup. I have the Vikings winning in this one. And I actually have the Minnesota Vikings winning this as well. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say the Giants. But uh, as much as I want the Giants to win, I actually kinda have to cheer for the Vikings here for the Packers playoff hopes. So don't let me down, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, Giants really have not looked good as, as of late. Yeah, and I was surprised they won that game against the Commanders last week. Yeah, again, didn't look great there. And still trying to hold on to some playoff hopes here, despite a very good start to the year. They may find themselves on the outside by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the easiest of schedules here, but they really only have to win like one more game, and I think they're in it. They got the Vikings, Colts, and Eagles, so... Maybe if the Eagles aren't playing their starters, those are two winnable games at the end of the year. Yeah, because there's definitely a good chance the Eagles could be sitting their starters if they've locked up the one seed by then. Yeah, but even though the Giants are on downfall, I still think Dayball has done a fantastic job of getting the most out of that team this year. Oh, for sure. He definitely has been and will be in consideration for Coach of the Year because of that. Yes, and I think at the least you have to get in just to give him a chance because I, I really don't think it's possible to win Coach of the Year without making the playoffs, right? I mean, you kind of have to... Yeah, I mean, it's really based off of exceeding expectations. And, I mean, he will have exceeded expectations by this point, no matter what happens afterwards. But to really win that or get votes even, I think you would have to make the playoffs because there's lots of other good candidates who are similar in that fact, like Robert Sala, perhaps. Yeah. Or maybe even uh, Nick Sirianni taking what he's done with the Eagles and taking them to the one seed. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, if the Giants don't make it, I think he's a lock, probably. Sirianni for Coach of the Year. But uh, that team's stacked, the Eagles. Whew. Good gracious. Uh, then we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Patriots, who lost in dramatic fashion on the last play of the game last week in just a really weird play. Who do you have taking this game? I have the Bengals winning this one, and I don't believe it's going to be close. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Bengals and not liking the vibes in New England at all. <laughs> I agree, it'll probably be a blowout. Yeah, but... As a Bills fan, very fun to watch. The Patriots melt down like they did in that one. And yeah, then really just an insane play, watching Chandler Jones truck over Mac Jones there. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in football. Yeah. Could have just let it go to overtime and take your chances there, but nope, we're going to throw it right to the other team. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, it's comedic how bad that was. Even Patriots fans just got to, you got to like admit, that was just awful. <laughs> Um, yes, Patriots looking like they might be sunk here, unfortunately for everyone. Uh, and then we have a team that is definitely not sunk. It's the Detroit Lions. If you didn't take them seriously, you definitely should now because they're 7-7 seven and seven, and they have to win out and they'll probably make it. They are facing the Carolina Panthers, who are also not out of it, uh, fighting for the NFC South, the elite division. Who do you have taking this extremely influential game? I have Detroit winning in this one. 
and I do as well. I think they're a much more explosive offense, and their defense has been looking up. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think Carolina has the type of offensive uh, firepower to keep up with Detroit at all. I think they should be able to do what they do most weeks and go in and get a win. Yes. And then we're moving on to the Atlanta Falcons versus the Baltimore Ravens. Another game without Lamar Jackson and the Falcons starting Desmond Ritter. Who do you have taking the victory here? I have Baltimore winning in this one. And after much deliberation, I am going to go with the Falcons here just to stick with my guns on my mark my words. Yeah. In Falcons, although you were hoping to see a little bit more from Desmond Ritter, I think only having less than 100 yards last week. Yeah. But, I mean, Baltimore not looking a whole lot better on offense themselves. Right, looking awful against the Browns, who are not a good defense, I will say. Oh, for sure. So it may come down in this game to who is a better day on the ground. Yes, and, you know, definitely have good running backs, the Falcons, Allegier, and Patterson, so we'll see. It should be a very boring game, though. And then you have the Commanders versus the 49ers, who continue to roll with Purdy at the helm. Commanders not having a good week last week coming off the bye. Who are you taking here? Oh, the 49ers winning in this one. I, I will as well. And the 49ers are a great example of a pretty much a perfect 52-man roster, um, with the exception of the quarterback, but... I think Brock Purdy has definitely done well in this offense so far. Yeah, he has, and I'm interested to see if he can keep it up. Because, like I said last week, I do have doubts that he can keep up this type of production. But he has in three weeks so far, so we will continue to see if he can. Yes, and I think if you take away the quarterback from every team, you look at the 49ers roster, it might be the best in the league. Yeah, there's definitely a case to be made for that. And, yeah, they were able to go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, not like he was doing anything extraordinary there. I mean, they pretty much only need consistent, um, you know, check down type of game from Brock Purdy to do really well. Yeah, they do have three of the best yards after catch players in the league in McCaffrey, Kittle, and Samuel. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be some insane stat on that combined what those three guys do every game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really fun offense to watch, man. Really good, and their defense is, oh, incredible with Bosa and Greenlaw and Fred Warner. That's just an all-around solid team. One of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, and uh, another great defense in the Philadelphia Eagles, a team, a team that really seems to have no holes at all. 13-1 facing the Cowboys, and it will be Gardner Minshew starting, I believe, most likely for this Eagles team. Who do you have winning this matchup? With that being said, I will pick Dallas to win in this one. Yes, I do as well, although I do believe in the Minshew magic, the Minshew mania, the mustachioed man. Uh, I will take the Cowboys. Yeah, you've always been a big Minshew guy, haven't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he needs a starting job. I, mean, I think he's going to show the worldwide. But Cowboys, bad loss against the Jaguars. They see an opportunity to maybe win the division here. If they win out, maybe, probably not, but I think they'll take the win. Yeah, definitely a good team. And catching a team that doesn't have their quarterback in, could catch them here. Yeah. Especially, yeah, if Hurts is out for multiple weeks, probably. Uh, then we have the Raiders against the Steelers. Steelers trying to keep Mike Tomlin's streak alive. We said before the year, I said, the Steelers look horrible, but I'm never betting against Mike Tomlin in that streak. And I'm going to pick them to win out here, so I'm going to pick the Steelers to beat the Raiders. I'll have the Raiders winning in this one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, I'm not betting against Tomlin. Well, I, I bet the, I bet the Steelers a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty low on them at the beginning of the year. 
Yeah, but they've they've had such a soft schedule the last few weeks. But who yeah. they played? They beat Carolina last week. They beat the Colts. Yeah, they've not been playing real good teams as of late. So I've been picking them. But I've got a, a, a little bit of belief there in the Raiders. Just a little bit, though. Yeah. They can, <laughs> Don't. They can have a little offense with uh, Devontae Adams. Although Pittsburgh's offense, like we talked about, has picked it up a little bit. Najee Harris looking like himself. Pickens looking good. Yeah, I mean, don't have hope in the Raiders, though. No. They will let you down. Uh, and then we have the Green Bay Packers versus the Miami Dolphins on Christmas Day. And this game, I know it shouldn't, but I'm going to pick the Packers here. They need to win every game to have a shot. And uh, I'm just, I'm praying that they win this, really. I'll go against you and pick the Dolphins in this one. But I'll be very interested to watch this one, and it should be a very fun game. Yes, and... Dolphins are going down. Packers are going up a little bit. Who knows? It's, you know, maybe the magic of Christmas gives me a Christmas gift here. Uh, and then you have the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yeah, both teams not good. Broncos looking a little bit better on the offense without Russell Wilson. Kind of hilarious. Who do you have taking this game? Oh, the Rams winning in this one. And I will as well. I'm a big Baker guy. As we all know, I picked him to be the comeback player of the year. And uh, I think he will do enough to beat the Broncos here. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost pick the Broncos here. I mean, both these teams, not good. But uh, I think my luck's run out with Denver. I I did get a win with them finally. I've had a couple earlier in the year where I bet them and they lost. So I, I don't want to try and push my luck with Denver. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team you tend to pick quite a lot. They're facing the Cardinals this week. And... I said earlier before the show started, Cardinals might be the worst team in the NFL at this point. Just such a bad team with too much talent to be this bad. So I will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning against the Cardinals here. As will I. Yeah, the Cardinals' home record, I think they only have like one home win this year. And I think they went like only one home win last year. So like two or three home wins the last couple of years. Just some insane stat. I forget the exact number, but it's not good. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, Buccaneers, terrible team, <laughs> um, but better than the Cardinals. Uh, and then you have the Los Angeles Chargers against the Indianapolis Colts on Monday. And the Colts absolutely choking like the Chargers would on Saturday. I will have the Chargers taking this game. That's why. And this could be a very big win for their wild card hopes. Yes. They, they pretty much have to win two out of the last three, I think, to make it. And their schedule is pretty easy. They, you know, the Colts, they have to face, like, the Broncos, I think, another time. So, yeah, the Chargers should make it in if they don't, you know, pull the Chargers here. Yeah. And that is our picks for Week 16. And it's going to lead us into Scott's Parlay of the Week, in which he went undefeated last week. Yeah, finally getting back in the win column again with the Bengals, Lions, and Vikings. So, this week, our picks are going to be the Jaguars... Bengals and Lions. Yes, I'm picking two of the same teams again. I make the rules here. Usually I try not to do it, but I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All teams favored yet again. You're going with the kitties, huh? Yes, I am. The orange Check. kitty, the blue kitty, and the spotted kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even realize that. Yeah. Very astute observation there, my friend. Yes. Jaguars favored by one and a half, Bengals by three and a half, and Lions by two and a half. Yeah, I mean... Jaguars, Lions, kind of a similar thing going on there. A lot of momentum. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I do have all those teams winning this week as well. And hopefully Scott can ride his momentum. These ten, 
these things tend to come in streaks. I think that if you're kind of having a bad couple weeks, it's never really a bad week. It kind of just rides it out. And if you're having a good week, it tends to ride it out as well. So I would hop on the Scott train here because 15 and one is not an easy thing to do. So hopefully we can repeat our success this week and we wish you all a Merry Christmas and hopefully you enjoy the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day games should be a great week. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And we are tuning... Oh,